on the air, on your phone, and even your smart speaker. You're listening to Joey and Lauren On Demand. The show starts now. It's Joey and Lauren, and I need some parking lot etiquette. I got to figure this out. Last night, picking up some dinner because we didn't want to cook, and so I'm rolling up to the restaurant. It was packed, by the way. And so it's a restaurant in one of those strip malls where there's just... You know, there's parking spots all on the front. And there was a prime parking spot. As I'm rolling into the lot, it's right there in front of the door. I'm excited. As I kind of make my turn to go in, there were these, like, four teenage girls standing there. And they were, like, crying, hugging each other. They were saying goodbye. I don't know if it was a family that came and visited or friends that were leaving for college. I don't know. But there was, it was clearly, like, a tearful goodbye. And they were In the middle of the parking spot. Like, not up on the curb, but like no, in the spot? No, they were in the spot because mm-hmm. they were eventually going to get into the Jeep, which was right next to the empty spot. Mm-hmm. So four girls, half of them are in their own spot, half of them are in my spot, hugging and crying and doing this whole thing. So I, I start to turn in, and then they kind of, you know, stop for a second and look, notice that I'm trying to get in. And so what did I do? I actually decided, this is very unlike me, I just kind of waited. And then they finally got out of the way, and then I pulled wow. them in the spot. It, I'm I know. very surprised. You I know thought me. you were going to say that you just drove past because you didn't want to make a, you know, an yep. intrude on the situation. At I was all. normally going to, you know, you know me. I was going to put it in reverse, probably leave, go to a different restaurant. I was just so embarrassed, <laughs> just leave, just not even go to that place. But I actually waited. But it made me think: What's the etiquette there? If you're, a, you know, you pull up to a Target and someone's standing in a spot. Maybe not realizing they're standing in a spot. Do you just kind of move your car in and let them move? Or is it like, oh, they're in there. Oh, I got to go somewhere else. I, I always just start to pull in. That will give that will send the message. You start to pull into the spot. If someone's standing in it, they will get the message. They will see me coming and they will move. But you want to talk about ruining a moment last night. I ruined a moment. I mean, they're standing in the middle of a parking spot. I just they feel have, bad, They can though. move the moment. Maybe it wasn't a goodbye. Maybe it was like terrible news. Maybe one of them's getting divorced and they were crying for support. And I'm Teenage like. Teenage girls? Well, I, I guess, yeah, that would be weird. I mean, maybe they're very, very, very young, and they could be married. Like, they were young 20s or something. But I see what you're saying. Maybe there was something devastating. Yeah, and I don't know. They were crying. They were hugging and crying. Yeah, I mean, call me heartless, but I'm like, move. <laughs> I need to park. Excuse me. I have to pick up a quesadilla in there. I need to get in. And this is a great parking spot. What about when people save parking spots? I don't know if you've seen people do this. But I've seen where people will stand in a parking spot, not in a vehicle, just their person, stand in a spot to save it for a friend who's on the way. That what? drives me insane. Where have you seen that? It's got to oh. be somewhere, like, busy. It can't be. A, yeah. I can't imagine Costco. Oh, I've seen it so many places. So many places. And they stand there? Um, sporting event is a really good example. When it's very busy to find parking and you're waiting for your friend to come, you see a spot after you park, you stand in that spot and then when people try to pull in, people say, oh, sorry, it's safe. That drives me nuts. I, I'd i keep driving in. Well, move. Just hit them. Just run them over. <laughs> Not going to hit them, but bump. move. <laughs> I could see that for a football game, for a concert. sporting event, for a concert. Mm-hmm. But a grocery store, you have way too much time on your hands. Not but, a, yeah, not a grocery store. But I don't know. Like, what's the etiquette? Is it okay to save a parking spot? Or does it irk you as much as man, it irks that me? that is a conundrum. Because a person is standing. So I'm just thinking, okay, football stadium, football game, or concert. Someone is standing right in the middle of the empty spot. What do you do? You, you obviously, I would probably roll down the window and be like, hey, is this... And what are they just going to say? They save it. Saving seats is an amazing thing because in some places you just need to put a hat down and everyone's like, oh, 
save someone sitting movie there. Movie theaters, yeah. no problem. Yep, you but lay other down places, your coat. it feels weird. Like what makes it different though? What makes it different? Sh- like saving a parking spot, standing in it versus putting your coat, draping it over a chair. At the theater. I think a movie theater, the back row, you can still enjoy the movie. Parking, if you have a primo spot opposed to a back lot, that is an entirely different experience. Well, and people get really mad when it comes oh, to in cars, driving yeah. and parking. I mean, all these things. People get rage. And so I what, would be scared to try to save a spot. I wouldn't even risk it. Yeah. Because pro- you could find some yeah. viral video, probably someone running them over with their truck. Because Terrifying. that's how angry people get in their cars. Yeah, it is weird. You don't see angry people at a movie theater that save seats. But, man, you sure do see angry people about parking spots. Well, it's something about being behind the wheel of your car or being behind your keyboard. Yeah. You know, you have people that freak out online. or You can lock you your doors. Race. They can't get in. <laughs> I <know>. Exactly. <laughs> I would love to just carry a cone with me because oh, the traffic bad. cone is a very powerful item. So think of you just had an orange cone with you all the time, and you're walking. You just You just throw it in a spot. And then you pull up. That's your traffic cone. You lift it out and you get in. <laughs> that's a good idea. Uh, I, is it? All, it's it's illegal to move a traffic cone, right? Like an actual legit. Yes, I think because it, I almost moved a traffic cone yesterday. Like, like I it, thought about it. I stopped my car and I was about to get out and move a traffic cone because you're just too special that well, you don't I was trying abide to get, the laws. I was trying to get out of a parking lot, and they had just blocked it off so that people won't come in. Because there's about to be an event, but I just oh, needed but you to were leave. Too good. Got it. Yeah. So well, no, no, I just needed to leave. I wasn't trying to come in to this event, but it happened to me. I got trapped in. So this I has not didn't. been a good week of you with public stories about complaining <laughs> to managers and moving. Oh, I just need to leave because that's what they all say. I just need to get out real quick. Just let me move the traffic. Yeah, I didn't move it, but I thought yeah. about it. Okay, terrible person, Lauren. It's Joey and Lauren's trending stories. Good morning, it's Joey and Lauren with your trending stories to start your day. So, what is trending? What's I going on? I think my head almost fell off its shoulders when I heard this news. The rumors that Ross and Rachel, Jennifer Aniston, and David Schwimmer are actually dating in real life. I almost died. And so I'm reading these rumors. I'm trying to figure it out. I did all my investigating. Here's what's going down. So if you know friends, you know that they did like this HBO reunion special back in April. And that's when everybody kind of rekindled a friendship. And uh, David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston both admittedly said that they used to crush on each other really hard during filming. But one of them was always in a relationship. They didn't want to cross any boundaries, so they just left it at that. But there was a lot of chemistry on screen. They were really vibing with each other. So fast forward to now, all these rumors have sparked that they're dating because David Schwimmer flew from New York City to be with Jen Aniston at her L.A. home, spent some time with her. She made them meals from her kitchen. They went for nice long walks in a vineyard. Like, they have been spending a lot of time together. She could do so much better. That is true. But I think everyone wants to wants date wants the to giraffe from Madagascar. <laughs> I mean, I know the Ross and Rachel. But I just know him as the giraffe from Madagascar. No, you with know the weird him from voice. Friends. And then he plays the uh, giraffe. And his voice... She wants what is to da- wrong with you? They're made for each other. Why are J-Lo and Jennifer Aniston, two of the most amazing 50-year-old-plus women in Hollywood, beautiful women, amazing people, going for Ben Affleck and David Schwimmer? Well. That's a win for the average <laughs> man. After my investigating, turns out David Schwimmer's reps have spoken out finally, and they're like, no, it's not true. They're not dating. They're just friends. 
It's not happening. Man, does a friend invite you to just make meals at your house and I long mean, walks and all that? When you've become, you've been friends for and a long time. Would, I don't know. I'm would hoping this really this change your life? I mean, you are a grown adult with a family. Would it really change your life? I mean, people acted like that with uh, J Lo and Ben <laughs> Affleck. Seriously, people are like, "Oh my gosh, Ben for his back. This is amazing." I'm uh, like, what does it mean for you? Definitely wouldn't change my life. Although I think it'd be really exciting. A lot of people, I think would feel like this is very nostalgic. What a win. Seriously, if, if it was true and they were dating, what a win for the average dude. I know right. they're actors and they're still famous, but still, <laughs> what a win. Uh, the latest person to be duct taped to a seat on an airplane. Yes, it has happened again. I think this is the third in the last, I don't know, They need weeks. to bring this up in the little My safety goodness. thing they do in the beginning. You know when they have the little pamphlet? And the, <laughs> yeah. They need to be like, and by the way, if you're an idiot, we will duct tape you and have like the flight attendants like motion a duct taping. This time, this unruly passenger is a 13-year-old boy who was trying to kick out one of the windows oh on the airplane. So yeah. they uh, duct taped him. I can't. I can't deal with people like this. I've seen it. You have somebody that goes crazy on an airplane. Viral videos left and right. Every time I'm on a plane now, I am always kind of like you're like looking who's, who's going to be duct taping like, this one. Hmm, who's going to cause a ruckus? And you know, knock on wood, I haven't been involved in a situation where I've seen anything like that. How about the fact that airlines haven't found a better way to secure someone than duct tape? Like Delta Airlines and all these places, are like, all right, and if worse <laughs> comes to worse, guys, use the duct tape in the back counter. Well, now after this has happened like three, four times, they'll probably, I don't know, get some cuffs or How something. How humiliating getting duct taped to an airplane seat. Don't be crazy. Do you still get a drink and snacks? Like, let's <laughs> say everything calms down. <laughs> do they still come by and be like, Diet Coke, sir, cranberry juice? What can I get you? Uh, Jason Momoa says he's trying to keep his daughters from acting. He doesn't think that it's the right fit. It would well, be too hard for them. If they're in a terrible movie like Aquaman, they should not act. <laughs> that movie is hot garbage. It was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't good. Have you seen this viral video of Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, salting his McGriddle? No, like uh, so. What's like the, the Hard Knocks? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Can it's you explain a, it real quick? Hard Knocks is a big. It's an awesome HBO documentary that covers one NFL team during training camp, and it's like uncensored. Yeah. It's behind the scenes. It's really cool, and so, people love it. Yeah, they're doing the Cowboys this time around. So some of this video footage has been, you know, everybody's been seeing it, and yeah. Jerry Jones. The owner's been salting, like, full-on assault shaker just ch- 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 on his, like, McDonald's McGriddle. And everybody's like, what are you What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, isn't it supposed to be kind of sweet? It's got those little yeah, pancake things. Yeah, but it's probably things? already packed with tons of probably. sodium. Oh, my gosh. So I just love that that has been trending yeah. lately. And uh, new hosts for Jeopardy. Uh, it has been confirmed two hosts, not one, but two, to replace Alex Trebek. Mike Richards. Who, who no was, one knows. He was rumored before, and it is confirmed, so he's been involved in Jeopardy forever. Yeah. He's one of the producers. And uh, Ma'am Bialik. She oh, plays, she's from um, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, Why do in, I know that? I don't know. She's in Big Bang Theory, so she will be doing more of the, like, specials oh, on good. Jeopardy. So. I like her. I actually, and she is actually a neuroscientist, right? Mm-hmm. And She's very smart. Like, So she plays a nerd on Big Bang Theory, but she was actually a nerd. And now she's on Jeopardy, so she's really a nerd. Yeah, big geek. <laughs> those are some of your trending stories. It's time to make up or break up with Joey and Lauren in the morning. It's Joey and Lauren. It is time for make up or break up. Ariel wants to go on a third date with Mike, so she's gone out a couple of times. And now she's not getting anything back from him. So that's where we come in. We're going to try to help her out. Seems like things went well, obviously, first date. So we can throw that out of the window. Nothing bad happened there when you're able to go out a second time. But obviously something as they get to know each other more, something's not connecting. So hello, Ariel. Hi. 
Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, thanks for being here. Okay, what did you guys do on this second date, and where do you think there's a disconnect between, obviously, things going well the first time you guys met and the second time? Well, the first time, you know, we met, um, we hit it off pretty well, and then, uh, we, you know, we did a nice dinner, and everything's been pretty cool, but... Um, you know, our schedules just started clashing, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I asked him, I'm like, okay, well, I have this, like, family thing to, to come to. And so uh, that was, like, my only time off, really, kind of. It was kind of, like, mixed and matched. But he really wanted to see me. So I said, okay, if you don't mind meeting my family, then, you know, why not come with me? And so um, he came with me to my family's barbecue. And, um, you know, I thought maybe... You know, I haven't heard back from him because I was like, maybe he got annoyed by my family. But at the same time, like, I told him, you know, you're going to actually meet my family when we go to the barbecue. He knew ahead of time. And so, but I don't know what happened. I haven't heard from him since. And, like, we honestly had a great time together. So I didn't Mm -hmm. know, you know, did my family do something? I'm not entirely sure Ooh, yeah did your dad there. pull yeah. him aside and say what are your that. intentions yep. don't talk to my daughter Ooh, was, that stresses yeah, me out you he was getting the potato salad and your dad just cornered the crap out of him and was just like <laughs> you ain't messing with my daughter Ariel." do you think that could have happened possibly i don't think so my dad's not that kind of guy you know everybody's really chill and really funny so i just you know for me i'm just like well what happened you know i'm actually very curious to find out but i haven't heard back from him at all so, I don't know. Your dad doesn't sound like this. <laughs> no. Okay. You've heard of that, though, where dad will, like, yeah, pay someone, like, I'll give you this amount to not talk to my daughter again, or, which is crazy. you know what, Ariel, maybe he fell in love with a sister or something. I don't know how much family <laughs> was there, but, okay, <laughs> that's probably not the case. Uh, let's play a song, come back, and call Mike, all right? Thanks. Did you lose my number, or? Make up or break up with Joey and Lauren in the morning. It's Joey and Lauren. It's Makeup or Breakup. A weird second date for Ariel and Mike where they went out first time. It was great. So they tried to go out again. And she's like, listen, with how busy work's been, the only time off I have where we could go out is I've got kind of this little family barbecue. And you want to hang out with my family? And he was like, all right, we'll try it out. It would be one thing if she's like, hey, let's meet up on this day. And then, surprise, here's my, my family yeah. at this barbecue. But he knew going into it. So I'm trying to figure out if it's that. But then we brought up maybe her dad or somebody pulled him aside yeah. and was like, what are your intentions? Maybe that spooked him. And she's still thinking, no, that's not my dad. But I don't don't put it past the dad, man. That's, that's a classic dad move to be like, wait a second. Maybe the dad wasn't a fan. And so he's telling mm. his daughter, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. I didn't say anything. But really, mm. he did. He, he intimidated Mike and then said, don't say anything that I intimidated you. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's talk to Mike. Hello? Hello, is this uh, Mike? Yeah. Mike, this is uh, Joey and Lauren in the morning. We're a morning radio show. Hey, Hello? Ma- hey, Mike. What's... Oh. Radio, well, yeah. a, you mean a radio, like yeah. a one-air well, radio show? What do you... Uh, well, sorry. There is two of us here. Yeah, we are Joey and Lauren in the morning, so we are a morning radio show, and on our show, we do have a segment um, where we help people figure out what went wrong on a date. It's called Makeup or Breakup, and we recently talked to Ariel, who went on a couple of dates okay. with you. She called us, and she really likes you. She said, I can't get a hold of Mike anymore. Can you figure out maybe if there's something I did wrong or if 
something happened, and so she told us that you had a a barbecue at her family's house, and she hasn't heard from you since. So we're here to kind of figure out what's up, and if you could tell us. My guess, okay, I just, well, yeah, we had a, we both have crazy schedules. Uh, You know, we met, uh, we go out briefly a couple times, and then uh, I got the invite. She said she had the only day she had off was a day off when her family was having a barbecue. So I was like, all right, cool, I'm I'm, I'm okay with meeting family. She didn't tell me it was a family reunion. (laughs) And not that the the, um, family reunion makes it that much different, but this wasn't just any family reunion. This is is like the size of a town fair. Oh, hang on. She like, said it was a little I'm barbecue. not exaggerating. There was like 300 people there. Oh, what? 300 or 400 people. Hold on. That is what a town a fair. That's almost the size was, of my entire Okay, maybe not. But there was seriously, there was at, a least, lot of people. at least 150, 200 people there. Holy moly. Oh, okay. my gosh. So you thought family barbecue. You're thinking what, mom, dad, sister, brother? Yeah, I can hear it. I don't care about that crap. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Okay, so so tell me a little bit about this family reunion because she did not mention the reunion part. She said it was just with no, family. I guess she just we never asked. Barbecue, yeah. And okay. uh, so you know, I see all this stuff going on. I'm like, okay, well, you know, buckle in. And then we're there barely ten minutes, and she she ditches me. She's like, oh, I'll be right back. And then that was the last I saw of her. Oh, oh after she just, 10 minutes? she's hanging out with her family, and you're. Oh, that's awkward. What are you doing? Explaining who I am five thousand freaking <laughs> times over and over and over and no over again. No one knows who this guy is. <laughs> to everybody, to everybody, like, oh, who are you? I'm like, uh, who are you related to? Him? I'm not. Well, then why are you here? Well, because I'm here with da da da. Like, who's she? And like half, you know, at least half the people I talked to didn't know who she was. And that's why I explained of who she was over and family. over and over and over and over again. So, did you just bounce at that point? Or did you stick it no, through? I'm hung out. I mean, I'm there. It's, you know, free food, free beer, so I'm hanging. <laughs> okay. Just getting wasted at a family <laughs> reunion of a girl that you're on a date with. Okay. Um, so- but it was, like, crazy. I mean, like, they had, like, a, there were, like, three-legged races and all kinds of nonsense. <laughs> I mean, I got roped into a couple of those things. Uh, one, somebody insisted I, I, I be their partner for a horseshoe tournament. I can't throw a stinking horseshoe. And then oh I had to listen gosh. to this guy berate me the whole time we're playing this dumb game that I didn't want to play to begin with. How in the world? So you're what, playing what, horseshoe? What? Maybe I'm if so she confused. had to go to the bathroom, like, hey, I got to run to the bathroom real quick. But it sounds like she was like, oh, I'm going to hang out with my family. And do you feel like it was a weird test? Like she was like, I'm going to ditch him and I want to see how well he integrates with my family. I don't I, Maybe. I don't know. It's. Uh, okay. I'm not trying to overthink it that much. Yeah, okay, I just, okay. It was right. just, a lot. I well, don't blame you. I, th- I think we can find some answers, Mike. So this is good. I, I love all the information you gave us, and we want to give that to Ariel because she is here on the phone with us uh, and her looking whole for family, answers. All no, the cousins. Just, just Ariel. <laughs> uh, Ariel, we'll, we'll bring you on. What the heck? We thought this was just like a barbecue with, with your like uh, immediate family. Yeah, no, but this is like a big family barbecue. It's something that we do yeah, here, you know, and it's it was just that time that I thought he was going to be fine with it. He seemed like he was having fun. I mean, I did check up on you more than once. Okay. I don't, you know, I did. Um, but I did, um, like, it's my family, you know, and then I haven't seen him in such a long time that I'm so sorry. I, so, I so where, where did you I, go? I getting, like, like, where, where did I, you? I, I, I no, I, like, I, I get it. I get it. But it's, I mean, just a little more of a heads up would have been nice. Yeah, you know, it's just because I caught up with my cousins, and there was so much drama happening with my cousin. I ended up, you know, totally giving a therapy session to my cousins, and it was just, you know, I got caught up. Mm-hmm. And 
you seemed like you were having fun with doing all those races and things. And I was like, okay, <laughs> getting along with everybody. So I can see I you like peeking, that. peeking from across the lawn or, or from the house out of the window. And you're like, oh, he looks like he's oh, having fun. Yeah. He's doing well. He's throwing well, horseshoes with like, Uncle Greg. He's fine. Fun. Like, did you not like them? <laughs> No, they're no, they're okay. And it was just, it was just a lot at once. Yeah, Ariel. I mean, I still I, you seem really cool and everything, but it's just it's just like I said. I just if I maybe it, I'm just getting too in my head about it. No, but it just, no, no, no. I don't think been you nice are. To have a heads up. I don't think you're getting too in your head. And there is a difference. You can like your family and think that it was okay. I would be more frustrated with. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, you want to go out with me? And now I'm stuck talking to your grandma while you're talking to your cousins, and this isn't even a date. And also, a little more information would have been nice, like so that Mike was more mentally prepared to meet a lot I of mean, people. Ariel, you didn't lie. It was a family barbecue. Yeah. It was a family barbecue with the entire family, but you did technically yeah, but tell I, the I, truth. I knew no one. I mean, literally, I knew oh, nobody yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen any of these people before in my life. I mean, as this, many as there were, as many as people that were there, I kind of figured by law of averages I'd run into someone I know. That didn't <laughs> yeah, happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, that's my coworker. Yeah, he's my cousin. So is this something we can get over? Because I will say, Ariel, you obviously, you feel bad. You feel like maybe... You just thought, oh, since he's having a good time, I don't need to check in with him. But now, Mike, yeah. you've met the family, so we can almost go in reverse and get you mm-hmm. guys back to knowing each other. Yeah. And then you don't even have to explain yourself at your guys' future wedding, <laughs> not to put any pressure <laughs> on you. Well, I, you know, as I said, I, I am sorry, Mike. I mean, I, I really do like you, though, but I just... No, I that, that's cool. It's cool. I, I just, I guess, I, maybe I overreacted. I just... Yeah, and, and I will say to Ariel's defense, when family is such a big part of your life, maybe you don't realize that that can be weird for other people because to you it's like so normal. So yeah. would you guys want to go out again? Solo date, just Mike, just uh, Ariel. At least a couple cousins can tag along. <laughs> or I think. we can tag along. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got to cap it at four. <laughs> All right. Okay, Wait. awesome. Your mornings start here. This is Joey and Lauren on demand. It's time for the good stuff. Get ready to cry, people. This is, uh, man, this is a story that I was crying just like reading and I was copying and pasting it into our show sheet. I was like, oh my gosh. So, back in 1952, a woman named Martha Tucker was marrying Lehman Tucker and they became husband and wife. But in 1952 in Birmingham, Alabama, she was not allowed to enter the racially segregated bridal shops. So she wasn't able to wear a wedding dress for her wedding in 1952. Fast forward to now. Her granddaughter is getting married, and while they had nice brunch as the wedding party, they went out for brunch, they had mimosas, they had all this, they made one stop to a bridal shop, and they had it pre-planned for Martha Tucker years and years later to put on her dream wedding dress, and she got to wear a wedding dress as well. I know, right? Oh my gosh, that... I know. Gosh, God, I know, I know I was going to get you. And the photos, I think she's... I want to say she's like in her 80s. She's like 84 and she's wearing a dress. They even put a garter on her oh, and just beaming, beaming in this bridal shop. What a move by that granddaughter. Isn't that something? That's amazing. Yeah, just really, really cool. Wow. Uh, also, a hospital in St. Luke's in Kansas City decided with these newborn babies recently, let's celebrate the Tokyo Olympics by dressing them up in hand-stitched Olympic uniforms with hand-stitched medals. So these little babies (laughs) and these little things, they had little gold medals knitted, but they also gave them, like, tennis rackets, swimming caps, (laughs) all these things to celebrate the Olympics, to have a little gold medal. What did our uh, hospital do? I think... They well, they give them the little uh, stocking cap. Do we still have that stocking? Yeah, cap? Yeah, we do. We have a teddy bear. Our oh, hospital that's right. gives a teddy, they have bear. A teddy bear. Teddy mm-hmm. bear. 
I think he still likes that teddy bear. Actually, our hospital also, when we gave birth, they had like a banner in the room. So yeah. Like, welcome. You know, they, they had like our, our logo on the wall. And I yeah, was that like, was oh, pretty cool. kind of funny. We should have just, I think, I think for baby number two, we just need to do the show live from the delivery. No one needs to hear that. Nope. Yeah. Uh, also, a cool picture, a really, really cool picture from the New England coast shows that SpongeBob and Patrick really do exist. I'm going to show you this picture. Look at this. This yellow sponge was spotted, yellow live oh sponge, gosh. right next to a little pink starfish. Oh, my gosh. And it's SpongeBob <laughs> and Patrick. Isn't that so cool? That's hilarious. Yeah. I always knew they lived. SpongeBob and Patrick. I also forget that sponges are a real living thing, but not while you have them. For a while, when I was a kid, I always thought I could take a sponge, and if you get it wet, it like is living again. But it's not living. Sponges are real living. What's a real living sea creature? Not the sponge you use to clean your home. Yeah, for sure. No, it's not. Yeah, that's not a. (laughs) No, hold on. Sponges are a real living sea creature. Yes. I don't know, but the sponge that you have in your home to clean your kitchen, your bathroom. That's not an actual sea sponge? No. Those are made from, like, plastic and foam and I don't know. I thought they took actual sea sponges and then formed them into squares. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Don't Don't don't, laugh at me. I don't think so. I can Google it. No, you're probably right. You're probably freaking right. But originally, correct me if I'm wrong, but originally we were using sea sponges to clean. That is the truth. I've never thing. heard of that. You've never I... heard of that? Yes. The sponge, the sea the sponge sea. is a real thing. Sea sponge is a real animal, but I don't know. We've the never used them to clean. The sponge that you clean? use to clean is not a sea then sponge. Then why are we calling it a sponge? Because it looks like a sea sponge. Now my dreams are ruined. I always thought that I was using an actual sea sponge. <laughs> By the way, it's not- really sad when you think about SpongeBob. You know the little flowers in the sky, like. Yeah. Under the sea. Yeah. Apparently, people are saying that that's actually like oil from like pollution in the ocean. Oh, don't. They, that's they, what people are saying. You from think the, they, show. the writers and creators actually thought of that? That's what they said. Uh, that is sad. They have pollution <laughs> just like soda cans and plastic stuff right up right above his and house. And there's a squirrel that lives under there with an, in an astronaut suit. Yeah, it's there's a, very a lot of show. confusing things. Mornings with Joey and Lauren. Time for your Joey life hack. If you need to uh, use a public restroom and use some business time, always use the stall that's closest to the door. It's almost always the cleanest because most people have the tendency to do their business as far away from the entrance as possible, which is very true. I've never used the nearest stall. That's funny. I've actually been doing this for a couple of years now because I heard about that a few years ago and I thought, oh. They're yeah. so right. Like, I heard somebody had told me that at some point. And so now every time I go to use a public restroom, no matter what business I'm doing, yeah. I always go to the first one because nobody, everybody walks past that one. So true. So true. Nobody uses it. I had to use a Clean nearest it. stall when we were traveling a couple weeks ago. And I used the nearest stall. And I, what did I see? I saw multiple people go all the way to the back, all the way to the back, mm-hmm, all the way to mm-hmm. the back, right? So a lot of people, unfortunately, because I don't think you're supposed to do this, a lot of people use the handicap stall. Right? Because they they want the room. They want the extra space. Oh, yeah. They want all that. And so that is normally taken up first. 
but then you probably go to the next furthest and the next furthest, so you use the closest. Do you have a stall that you're comfortable with, the most comfortable with here at the office? <laughs> I'm not comfortable going to the bathroom in public, so I'm not comfortable with but any of the But do you have a stalls. favorite stall? Is, do you have a go-to? Yeah, it's the third floor and the furthest one. <laughs> I don't even use our floor, so... I forgot the, about that. Yeah, you forget. The third floor people know who I am. I always use the uh, on our floor, because I ain't got no shame, and there are three stalls in the women's bathroom, and I always go to the middle one. That first one has a weird flusher. Weird, weird flusher. It's not dependable. And then the farthest one, it's just, it's kind of gross all the time. So because I always use the middle Because it's mostly used. I always See, use the, the middle, middle would freak me out because then you have no privacy because you got somebody on your right and somebody on your left. I know, but I like me what out. I like. I'm yeah. comfortable in the middle stall. I always just get anxious when I go in there for a quick trip and I know someone's in there for a longer trip. I'm like, just please wait till I'm gone. I almost want to <laughs> warn them. I almost want to say, okay, like, hey. I'll be in and out. I, I walk in and be like, I'm two minutes. I'm 90 seconds away from being out of your life. So just hold on, please, because I don't want to hear anything. Uh, I am trying to do something that I haven't done yet in my parenting life, and that is, well, really it was your um, encouragement. I am planning for the first time ever a daddy play date. We have all okay. these mommy play dates around, and you go to these mommy play dates. It's about time us dads do a daddy play date. So Good. I need to get Good. organized. And it's because I came home from one and I was all irritated because I was tired. Our son threw a tantrum and I walk in and you're just sitting there all fat and happy on the couch, watching your favorite show, eating your favorite snack in peace and quiet. No you one to bother you. I was folding, I was folding you can laundry. use the bathroom yeah. on your own. And I walk in and I'm like, you are taking him on a play date I next believe time. That's the first I want to be said. home. You said you need to do a daddy play date now. <laughs> So okay, I'll do a daddy play date. The dads, it's normally, and I don't know, I don't know why, but it's normally moms getting together with the kids. It's it's rare when dads get the toddlers together for sure. something. But it's happening, so I've got to plan okay. it. So Good. I need suggestions. Six eight seven one nine. Text us, or you can call us. I need suggestions. What kind of a daddy play date should I run here? I know you're not going to like this answer, but my first thought was, well, I should wait till football season so when a football game is on, everyone comes, brings the kids, we watch football, they play on the ground. I think there's a reason why daddy playdates don't happen. Because most mommy playdates, kids are playing, and what do the moms do? They just sit and talk. Mm -hmm. Guys aren't good at sitting and talking. I have very few... You need a buffer. Exactly. We need something. So we've got to go to an event. I thought about a park... But I don't know. I mean, I think a park, again, it ends up, what, three dudes just sitting on a bench talking to each other? So be it. So be it. I know, but I just, I need something unique. I need something manly. It's like I need to go get my, I don't even have a beard, but I need my beard shaved while we do a daddy (laughs) play date. Something's going on. I don't know. Gosh, I'm trying to think. I don't know. You take him to, well, he's too young. I was like, you take him paintballing or something like that, but he's just, he's a baby. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I want to have, like, wings. I want it to be like a man, daddy, play date. Oh, my gosh. I thought about taking our son to my fantasy football draft. He could just sit there for hours. And everyone in the room is going to hate you. Yeah, You're going to be that true. guy that brings his baby to a draft party. Probably. Everyone will hate you. Yeah, they would hate me. But I thought about that. I thought, what if our daddy play date is, hey, let's have our fantasy draft. And while we're having the fantasy draft, let's bring the kids. Yeah, and I will say, to give Joey some credit, every Saturday morning, he does what we call Dadder Day in our house. Joey wakes up with our son every Saturday morning. They go out, get donuts, or go do something so that I could sleep in and True. enjoy my morning. But we need to do something, yes. some like full-blown daddy play date. Now, do you want it at my house, at like our house, or is that No, no I go? want you gone. Like, okay. leave. All right. All right. Get out of the house. 
going to go to a park, but I feel like our son doesn't do great at a park. He he likes certain things, but then he gets really bored after a while. You need to go somewhere where you feel confident that he's contained enough that you're not stressed out, like you have to chase him. Or a pool, you'd be a little nervous like oh, trying boom. to... Take him to a football field. We just got to get access to a football field, and we'll just let him play, and then we'll play some like flag football or something. Yeah, Daddy that's played perfect. It. Do that. All right, now I, you I just need, need your to suggestions, find friends. So. Anybody that's done... Yeah, yeah that's friends. true. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. Time for That Awkward Moment with Joey and Lauren in the morning. It's Joey and Lauren. It is That Awkward Moment where you call us, tell us something awkward that's happened in your life. And if you ever want to get on That Awkward Moment, shoot us a message on Facebook or Instagram. Rachel's with us. Uh, awkward with somebody at a store, which could mean a lot of things. We've had people join us that have walked into dressing rooms, bathrooms, situations like that. Uh, this not exactly the case. Hello, Rachel. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for joining us on that awkward moment. Okay, tell us what happened. What was awkward? Ooh, so um, I was in this department store, you know, um, buying some shoes. And you know how, like, they, they have, like, the shoes stacked up in boxes and they're, like, on the shelves or on the floor, mm-hmm. you know, around in the, the shoe, sec- shoe section? So um, I pulled out this box, you know, and, and, and I started trying on these shoes. And, you know, they, they, they felt pretty good. But you know how, like, you know, once you get away from the store, you know, if you haven't been wearing them long enough, you're not sure if they're going to be comfortable. So I, I walked around in them, you know, and I kind of like started jumping around. I spent a lot of time on my feet, so I wanted to make sure they were going to be comfortable, you know? Yeah. yeah so oh, I was sure. like jumping around and, you know, wiggling my foot to try to see if it would, you know, come loose and everything after I laced it up. And I see this woman like charging towards me and I, I start like, looking behind me like, you know, I wanted to get out the way. And she's like, no, 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 I'm talking to you. Um, you know, those are my shoes. I'm still thinking, like, she can't be talking to me. Like, why would I take her shoes? Um, so yeah. she's like, no, these, the shoes that you have on, those, you know, she was, like, saying they were her shoes. And I'm like, no, wait, I was I was going to buy these shoes. And she was like, no, they're my shoes. And I was like, well, you know, there's plenty more over there you can look at. Like, I got these first. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting these shoes. She's like, no, those are my actual shoes, like shoes I came in the store with, like on my feet. And I was like, what? Those are personal okay, shoes. Okay, now like, I get the- it. <laughs> I was thinking, man, this lady, is like, what she what? called dibs on it? Yeah, yeah, like, no, I, the, those are the oh shoes I was going to buy. Oh, my gosh, so you're wearing yeah, you know people do that. Shoes. I'm like, get another pair. They don't have the size. How did That's you not problem. tell that they like, were no, worn? Those are mine. Oh. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Um, okay, you know, I'll give him back. And so like, she's standing over me. So I, I sat down because I had to unlace them. And oh, everything. she's just watching you <laughs> oh, the whole time. Like a, like a lifetime. Wow. So I didn't even cut off the shoes. So I'm like unlacing them and all, you know. And so I, I take them off and, and should have known they were kind of warm. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> oh, so so, so she laughed. That's good. So Rachel, were, were these shoes, they were in a box. Yes, because you thought they were new. I'm confused. So she yeah. must have taken off her shoes to try on other shoes and then put hers in the box. Yeah, you know how you you know you take off your shoes and try you know yeah, you, yeah, and you put them in a box. Yeah, yeah, I've done outside. that. I've never put them in a box. Yeah, I would leave so mine on the floor. I've, I've put them in a box when I'm buying shoes. Like I'll like switch them out. Yeah, but yeah. that's funny. You should have okay, said snooze well, that's you what she did. That's they're already they're did, already pre broken in. Awkward. That's hilarious. I'm amazed. I mean, I guess if they were warm, you would have felt that they were a little warm, which is a, the weirdest sensation to put on warm shoes. How could you not tell that they had been like <laughs> yeah, worn down in. at all? Unless she recently got well, them. You know, a lot of people try on shoes. Yeah, you know, so, you, so mm-hmm. I 
I didn't know if someone else had tried them on, you know. And, you know, they have those little stocking things you put on and yeah. everything, you know, and I put on a stocking and it's the thing that we do. Yeah. So, oh, that really, is so really weird. awkward after that was after like handing her the shoes, she just like said, put them down. Oh, so she <laughs> was upset. Oh maybe she thought she said, you were trying to them steal them. Honest so, mistake. Yeah, maybe she thought she's like, oh, this is what this lady does. She goes to shoe stores and instead of paying for shoes, she just walks out with everyone else's shoes, like some <laughs> sick fetish or something. Uh, that's amazing. Rachel, oh, thanks so much oh. for the call. I had to walk back in my stocking feet to yeah. my shoes because <laughs> yeah, I had like, exactly. gone around trying to break these in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call. You know what's interesting, too? How would you feel on the other end if you're walking around and you're like, that person's wearing my shoes? Yeah, what a weirdo. Like, that's got to be just such a strange thing. <laughs> now, tell us about your awkward moment. Have you had something similar like that? Maybe you've actually put on somebody else's shirt or some weird thing. I always find the shoe trying on situation very strange. Because some people do like run up and down the aisle and stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't run, but my mom would make me okay walk around the yeah. store oh, like yeah. as a kid if she was buying me new shoes. All right, well, and I'd have to do like laps through all yep. the aisles to make sure my feet, my heels don't slide out and they're comfortable. So Texas, we'll get to more of your awkward moments coming up. That awkward moment with Joey and Lauren in the morning. It's Joey and Lauren. It's time for that awkward moment. We just talked to Rachel. She called in. She was our guest today, and. Uh, well, she was trying on shoes at a shoe store, walking around with them. This lady comes charging up next door and says, hey, those are my shoes. She's like, well, I mean, there's a lot of them. She's like, no, those are my shoes. She's like, well, your name wasn't on them. She's like, no, those are my personal shoes. So she actually grabbed trying on someone's actual shoes. <laughs> walking around the store. It's not for sale. <laughs> and <laughs> so, then not picking up on the hint. She's like, no, 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 I'm buying these. So have you had an awkward moment trying something on or in a dressing room? Uh, Jared has something that made him feel uncomfortable in a dressing room. He wants to join us now. Hey, Jared, what's going on? What happened, man? Uh, well, yeah. So, yeah. So this also has to do with clothing, so to speak. Uh, so I was, I was at the store, and I went to the dressing room to try on this shirt. And uh, the dressing rooms, it was I was in sort of in the middle of the uh, the middle dressing room, uh-huh. which is connected. Uh, it's connected to the ladies' dressing room, uh, so it so women had to walk back, you know, back and forth uh, to see. You oh, know, wow. to, they would pass my my room, uh, so I put the shirt on, and I, I didn't I didn't close the door. Uh, because I had a T-shirt on, it was a dress shirt, so I just put okay. it on. So I was, you know, I wasn't exposed to any skin. Yeah. So I just thought I walk in there, I leave the door open, and I put this shirt on, and I'm looking at myself in the mirror. And while I'm doing this, this woman walks, <laughs> walks past, looks in, sees me, and without breaking her stride, goes, "Yeah, that shirt doesn't look on, good on you. I'll, I think <laughs> you should pass." And just kept walking. Oh my gosh! And, Who was this yeah. lady? I didn't ask her for, I was like really shy. I didn't ask her for her opinion. She just offered her opinion. And the thing is, she didn't even stop to look. She never broke her stride. She just walked past my room, looked in. <laughs> so she didn't, she didn't work there. Just kept walking. Not that it matters, but she didn't work there or anything. This is just a, a woman casually no, no, walking she by. She was going to try on clothes herself. She so was she going was a random person. So this is what you do. You should have so, done. You should have walked past her dressing room and said, ah, that doesn't yeah, look good on you. That dress makes you look fat. Could you imagine if you would have done <laughs> well, something she, like that? She closed her door. I, maybe that was my fault for leaving the door open. No, 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 no. Yeah. So yeah, I got this, I got this unsolicited opinion. You uh, leaving the door open is not. I mean, in the shirt. That's weird that you left the door open. What's but it doesn't warrant like oh now that the door's open I need random women to give me their opinion. Did you say anything after she just gave you this advice or this opinion? No, I don't know. Totally. I, I was 
I was shocked for a moment, and by the time I recovered, she was already in her dressing room with the door closed, oh you know, trying gosh. on her clothes. Now, hang on. Though this experience might be haunting you ever since it happened, do you think, is there any part of you that she thinks that maybe she was not talking to you? Maybe she was walking by and she, no, <laughs> who hang else on. would she be talking maybe to? Maybe she had a girlfriend who was um, across the way who was trying something out, looking in one of those, you know, common mirrors that everybody uses, and maybe she had a friend that was wearing something, and she said to her friend, no, that's this not a good this lady just, this is how she gets her sick kicks and giggles, is by <laughs> commenting on everyone. I mean, yeah, I would have somehow found a way to comment right back to her, but uh, you were probably just shocked by it. Would it have been better if it was an employee of the store? Or is it better that it's a random person because they're giving you an honest opinion, not trying to sell you a shirt? If I would have asked for it. It would have been fine. Yeah. Their honest opinion, but I. But just to go up and offer that does be, to me. That's the equivalent of walking to somebody up on the street and say, "You know, I don't like that shirt." Yeah, and just walking mm-hmm. away. That's sort of the equivalent of what happened here. Now, so, did you did you take her opinion to heart at all? Did you buy this shirt? I didn't buy the shirt. <laughs> yeah, it because was it was like when a stranger tells you, you "Don't look good in something," it's probably true because you know they have nothing to lose. I would have spiked uh, her just. They're not trying to hurt you know, trying to protect your feelings or anything like yeah, that. So yeah. I didn't buy the shirt. It's a funny story. Thanks for the call, Jared. So you can uh, text us as well six eight seven one nine. I'm still trying to figure out. Would you rather have an employee of the store tell you because is that part of their job? Or a random person. I probably want a random person. Really, their honest thoughts. Again, if I'm asking for it. Jared didn't ask for it, but I feel like I would, like, spite purchase the shirt. Just because you hate it, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to wear it. I don't give random advice like that to even my friends. Mm -hmm. I honestly wouldn't even tell my friends if something looked bad. I'd be like, I'm not going to say that. But to have that lady just walk by, I would love to meet this woman. Be like, oh, what makes you so amazing that you're just going to comment on everyone's clothes? Who harmed you in your life? Like, who wronged you that you feel like you need to do that? Uh, 68719, uh, this text is pretty good. It says, I was running around the shoe store trying out shoes, totally collided with a guy as I turned a corner. Oh, no. That's I awful. mean, when I've tried on shoes at a shoe store, I give it like two walks down the aisle. I'm not running and jumping and doing juke moves or anything like that. I'm yeah. not that invested uh, in this it. This texture says, every single time I go to try on clothing, I always leave the dressing room and ask the nearest person what they think about it. Oh, just getting an opinion like that, just asking for the opinion. I feel like I should try doing that because I always need someone else's. Because I can see in the mirror, but I'm like, I need an yeah. outsider's perspective. How does this look? You know? I just, I'm not a big fan of trying on clothes. So here's yeah. the best way to avoid all these awkward moments just don't try on clothes. Just buy it and then return it. If it doesn't work for you at the house, it's Joey and Lauren. On the air, on your phone, and even your smart speaker. You're listening to Joey and Lauren on demand. Joey and Lauren. Uh, Lauren, did you ever work a job where you got a lot of tips? Like it was a big job dependent on tips? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was a barista once. That's kind of the biggest one that I had. I actually never was a server. I was a hostess and I did some cooking, but I was never an actual server. But the uh, job where I depended on my tips was as a barista. Did you get a lot of tips? Like, were you- I did. Oh, really? I was actually very impressed and random, but at the donut shop that I worked at, got a lot of tips there too. Oh, really? Yeah. The donut place? Yeah, I've never I thought about a, tipping a, your donut yeah, person. I worked at the donut house uh, up in Hayden, Idaho, and I got some good tips there. You know, the interesting part about tips, especially with like coffee places or donut places, if that's a thing, is you normally tip before you even try the product. So, right? I mean, people, they don't like take a sip of the coffee and go, mmm, good coffee. That Here's deserves tip. a tip. Yeah. That's no, true. You tip and then you drive away and then you take your first sip later. What if it's terrible? What if they got it wrong? Do you go back and be like, hey, that dollar, let me take it. <laughs> 
Right? I don't know. I haven't seen that happen. Like, but would you're right. people go eat the donut and then come back and be like, man, best declare I've had in six months? Here's twenty five cents. No, a lot of times it was uh, it was actually this elderly crowd that came in every morning. Think about this: these like three or four men, probably in their eighties, every morning would come in, get a maple bar and a cup of coffee, what and then they sit at a table, read the paper together, and just chat about life. Doesn't that sound amazing? And they would all drop like five bucks in the tip jar every every day. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I worked at a couple places where I needed tips. Sherry's was the worst because. That diner had a lot of kind of old school people mm-hmm. where literally they thought, ooh, a dollar. Don't spend it all in one place. Like, they <laughs> they thought a dollar on whatever. It could be $50 bill, you know, like sure. a total bill. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, a dollar will work. Well, these are the best jobs with the best tips. So these are the jobs. If you're looking for good tips, you need to start working them from 10 to 1. Number 10 is a banquet server. So, like, you're at a banquet, you know, a big event, the people mm. that bring out the food. Okay. Number 9, tattoo artist. Oh, okay. yeah. You know, tip I, tattoo I don't have a tattoo, but my sister just got a tattoo. And I asked, I was like, do you do you tip your tattoo oh, artist? Because sure. I don't know. And she's like, well, yeah. So now I you, didn't realize you tip that. them after because, again, yeah. the nice thing about that, you've seen the finished product, yeah. right? Well, it's kind of like when you go to the spa. I wonder if that's on there. But, like, if you go get a massage, you're tipping yeah. after. It's not like I'm going to tip the masseuse before. Could you imagine if, like, it was tradition to tip before your tattoo? And so if you don't tip, they're like, all right, fine. I'm going to give you a terrible <laughs> tattoo. Uh, number eight is a server. Number seven is a casino shift manager. Now, that is not the person dealing, but number seven is actually like the shift manager, the people in the suits that walk around. So how do they get tips? I Does somebody they just must, walk up to and them? I think or? they get to take it from the top. So they get to take a percent of oh. what the dealers get. That's why it's number seven. Because hmm. number six is a bar manager. Not a bartender, but the manager of the bar. What? Gets a little bit. Gets a little bit from okay. it. That's why. I mean, these are numbers here. Number five is a banquet captain. Kind of same thing. What the heck is that? That's the person that runs the, the banquet catering. The captain of the banquet? I the, don't... the captain of the catering for the banquet. Okay. For sure. Number okay. four, I had to look up what this is. A sommelier. I think that's how you say it. Look at number four there. How do you say that word? I think it's sommelier. It's a wine person. Like the people that bring over wines. Sommelier. Sommelier. Yeah, yeah. I've no, never heard Someone of it. Someone will tell us. But that is for a wine steward. So when you go to a really nice restaurant, sometimes they have a totally separate hmm. person that brings out the wine list that you know, gives you a good pairing. That's number four on the list. Then the top three best tipping jobs. Butler, seems simple enough. Wow. If you're a butler, it seems like you're bringing in a lot How of tips. How do you even get into the butler industry? I have no idea. How do you apply for a butler job? Is it word of mouth? Like, I'm, I've never seen a job never advertised. never seen a Craigslist. Because no. most rich people are like, hey, random person on the internet, come be a part of my family life. That seems like a lot. Number two is a bartender. Okay, that's no surprise. Bartenders right. to get mad tips. And number one, this is also not a surprise. We just came from Vegas, gaming dealer. Those people, I, I am always shocked anytime I'm at a casino and I just see people just flip them five dollars, ten dollars yeah, here, a couple chips, no big deal, and it's just amazing. And uh, the cocktail waitresses that walk around too, like yeah. they get a lot of tips too. You can see their cup and they keep them all in the little tip cup. Yeah. I'm like, dang. So if you're looking for the best tipping job, you need to start dealing blackjack. So the only problem is you got to deal with people, you know, casino people, and casino people sometimes are the most annoying you're people. Always ever. surrounding, you're yeah. surrounded by the noise and the smoke and the smoke and the stimulation of just everything all the time. I, my mom has a really good friend. Her husband is a dealer in like a private like high roller room. So oh, like dang. celebrities, they're dropping like they're buying in at like 
$10,000 just to play. Oof. And he, I'm sure, gets amazing. Yeah. T- I mean, he drives a nice car. Like, he probably gets really, really, really good tips. You just yeah. flip him a couple of chips, and there you have it. You make, you know, $5,000 a night or however much on There tips. was a little casino in our uh, college town, and it was one of those places where it was a bunch of college kids, so that was probably the worst place to go where you're not getting tipped at all. <laughs> but you're right, high rollers, all that stuff? Oh, yeah. So there you go. So if you need to learn some blackjack or do something, there it is. Gaming dealer number okay. one on the tip list. Alexa, how does that song go again? This is karaoke with Joey and Lauren in the morning. It's Joey and Lauren. It's time to play the game we call karaoke. Kathy is playing with us today. Hello, Kathy. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Hello. you ready? To, you ready? To, you're battling against Lauren today, so Lauren does not do very well at this game. No. So I think you'll do very well. You ready to play a little karaoke? Sure. All right. I like it. Okay, so, Kathy, here's how the game works. So I'm going to play a sections of songs, and then that it will stop, and you just got to finish singing the rest, no matter how good or bad of a singer you are, all right? Okay. All right, let's do this. Uh, Lauren, let's start with you. Okay. Your first song is Deja Vu, the new one by Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, man. <laughs> That's all I know. So strawberry. Okay, you get that. What do you, do Kathy? I get a full point or a half a point? Kathy, we're gonna decide. Should Lauren get a point for that? Yes. Oh, Kathy's nice, nice today. To all right, Kathy, your hey. first song is "Hey Soul Sister" by Train. Oh, okay. Dream I Give it to you. because it. you were nice with Lauren giving her a point. We're going to give you the point. All right, so we're tied going into round two. Okay, Lauren, your second song is The Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber with Stay. Crap, give me all the new ones. I never even heard this song. If you can be right, Um, I'd be the same if you know when I never would. You'll never change, but I know that you always did. I don't know. You never. I, I told oh, my God. You were kind of close, yeah. but we're not going to give it to you. Sorry. Okay. So it comes down to this. Kathy, if you get this right, you win. Your second song is Save Your Tears by The Weeknd. For another day. Okay. Oh, that's Save, Save your tears for. You should have just given her the chorus. See, uh, you should have just given her the chorus. Oh, right. I didn't that's do right. it. It was me. <laughs> it was me that did it. I'm sorry. I'm playing against Kathy. <laughs> so, Kathy, I'm going to give you the point because you got the chorus. That's what only that's the matters. Best part. So, Kathy, we're going to hook you up. Thanks right? for playing karaoke. 
It's time to ask the question, what did we learn on the show today? Lauren, what did you learn today? So you brought up uh, a list of some jobs that are good with tips. Yeah. So you get like high paying tips at these types of jobs. Number one answer was gaming dealer. A blackjack dealer gets the most tips of anybody. That's not, no surprise, especially if you work in like a high roller room. Oh, yeah. One of those private tables. Why do I feel like if I win in gambling, I'm like... The last thing on my mind is helping out somebody that, again, works there. I don't know. I'm just but like, you eh. didn't really, like, work for it. You won it. So it's almost like, hey, let me help you out. You you, you dealt me that card that made me win the jackpot or whatever. Yeah, but I'm like, I just won it, and I've probably lost money. I'm going to store this for myself. That's just my thought. Well, we have some uh, texts on some other high-paying tip jobs, but on the <laughs> dealer thing. There's some things that probably can't mention yeah, that are high-paying that tip jobs. That is true. Yeah. But on the dealer thing, say you win, like... Something big, $25,000, like something really big, right? And uh, you give your dealer like five bucks. Do you think that's more insulting than not tipping them at all? Yeah, I think it's got to be like a percentage of whatever you win. So if you win a hundred bucks, maybe it's five bucks. If you win 200 bucks, maybe it's 10 bucks. Yeah, but I'm with you. I'm like, I just, that's mine. (laughs) I just won that. I don't want to In golf, the, like in golf, if you get a hole in one, which is a very rare occurrence, like you're supposed to buy drinks for everybody. And I'm like, no, buy me a drink. I just made the hole in one. Exactly. Like reward me for what I just did. (laughs) Why am I hooking you guys up? Especially if you're playing in a scramble because you just helped the whole team. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's things about our culture that I don't understand. One of them is the whole like golf. If you do really good, you pay for everybody else. No, it should be the opposite. But this text says being a butler at a high end hotel will get you a lot of good tips. Yeah, like a like a luggage person you at know a what really I nice of? hotel. Uh, Rob Schneider, Home Alone too. Yeah. When he like rubs his little fingers together and <laughs> Kevin McAllister's like, oh here you go, spits out his gum, gives him his gum. <laughs> the best too is at the end. Because he goes, I still have some tip left over. And he pulls out the yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah. And then he holds out the wads of cash. He's like, all right, fine. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Wait, no. And then the <laughs> end of that movie is, Kevin, you spent $937 on room service. <laughs> Which in today, that was back in the 90s. Today, that would be like probably like $3,000 worth a of room service. A lot of people saying that they are baristas and they make really good tips. Um, some people say tipping jobs can fool you because a lot of times you have to split your tips with people. Yeah, most uh, barista stands, don't they do that? They split it with all the baristas working that shift. I think so. That's what they did when I was a barista. Do you think baristas make more in tips or bartenders? Bartenders. Because the drinks are more expensive? Yeah. Okay. And and it's more customary, I think, to tip your bartender rather than drop something in a tip jar at the coffee shop. You you should, right? You should tip if you feel so inclined, but it just depends. But I would say bartenders probably. Tipping your bartender is more common than tipping your barista. Plus when people start to get drunk, they thought they were tipping you a five and they give you a 20. Yeah, I wonder if sometimes (laughs) in the morning you you get people in a bad mood. I mean, some people in the morning are in a giving mood and they're like happy because they just started their day. The day hasn't ruined them yet. But other people are like, it's the morning. I can't even think about a good deed right now. Yeah. But tip your baristas. That is a good point. It is hard when uh, you got to split. Yeah. That stinks. That's very true. On the air, on your phone, and even your smart speaker. You're listening to Joey and Lauren On Demand.